All right, we've talked a lot about the impact of COVID-19 on our communities, on our families, on our friends. And uh, so I want to share with you some things. Before we introduce our guest tonight, last week you may have seen the CDC change their guidelines about how contagious COVID is from surfaces. If you remember, we were told for several you know weeks now, look, don't touch anything. It could be on there. If you get a box from Amazon, it could be on that box. Don't pick it up. Give it time to rest, whatever. Well, now the CDC is saying, yeah, maybe not so much. Maybe it's not so contagious from surfaces. So that is obviously very, very good news. We've also been told how easily transferable this disease is from human to human. Now I want to share with you, I know this is just one study, but it's one study of great news. Let's share this graphic with them, Zach. So they had a study. This person was asymptomatic. They took an asymptomatic COVID carrier and they put them around 455 people, folks. 455 people, some friends, some family members, etc. And out of these 455 people that were in contact with this asymptomatic COVID carrier, how many would you guess, how many do you think ended up testing positive for COVID? <clears throat> if you guessed zero, you guessed correct. 455 people, again, asymptomatic COVID person, but not one person ended up contracting COVID from that person. I think that is obviously great, great news to show that, hey, maybe this thing's not as contagious as we were being told that it was, if the person's asymptomatic. Again, one study, but I think it's good news. Which brings me to our coming up guest. She's gonna join us in a moment, but she put out a Facebook uh, recently. I'm gonna just read this for you to, to put some context to what she and I are gonna be talking about tonight before I introduce Jennifer Hosman. Here's what she said. She's the principal at Hebron School uh, out in Hebron, North Dakota. She said, my daughter does not have coronavirus. The facts, can we bring this graphic up, please? Uh, my daughter works at Marion Manor where there is state-mandated COVID-19 tested. The staff at Marion Manor are not the target of this post. They're doing their job to the best of their abilities. They know what they are doing. They are doing the best that they can. My daughter's mandated test on 5-8 was negative. Her test throat swab on 5-19 was positive, along with 11 other individuals that live or work there. All of them were asymptomatic, and to my understanding, remain asymptomatic today. Now, Marion Manor uh, retested navel swab all those individuals the following day on May 20th and they were all negative. I took my daughter to Mid-Dakota Mid Clinic on Thursday where our doctor is and told them everything. They re retested her throat swab and called me today to tell me that she was negative and that she does not have COVID-19. The state tells us that there are no false positives. I beg to differ. Facts, not fear, is the slogan, correct? I wonder if anyone will investigate and report on this. We are. We're going to have with the slogan, facts, not fear. I try to be a positive person, but someone has to stand up and say something when something like this is happening. We're just one family, but I wonder how many others are also in the same boat as we are. I'm betting everyone who was part of the outbreak in Glen Ullen is also a victim of a false positive that doesn't exist. Joining us now in the 702 Communications Line is Jennifer Hosman. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for uh, putting out that Facebook post. And I wanted to start with what was your impetus what inspired you to say you know what i, I got to put this out on facebook and get the story out well thank you for having me first of all initially my response was on behalf of my daughter she's 17 years old and when you're 17 in a small town and you hear such a thing as coronavirus it's kind of like getting the scarlet letter so i was so upset for her and i wanted to get that out locally and i tried to do so with as much tact um, and diplomacy as possible and then I started to get a lot of shares and I realized that people can resonate with this because, you know, we're, we're regular North Dakota people um, doing North Dakota jobs and living in North Dakota and facts, not fear. 
And then I realized there's so many more people that are affected. And so it just kind of took on a life of its own here. And I've been contacted by many people um, and contacted by your organization as well. And so I just feel like it's important to be able to visit about these things so that um, we can get the word out and say, you know, maybe maybe it's okay. This really did happen kind of fast. And it's okay, state of North Dakota, if we say there might be false positives. So what kind of feedback are you getting from the people that are reaching out to you? I have had very little negative feedback on Facebook. And when my post came out, the other employees of Marion Manor called me privately. And I won't mention their name because I've I think they may fear for their job a little bit, but they told me stories of bullying going on by the State Department health workers that were calling them and saying, well, we spotted your relation at the coffee shop locally, and you know, that's against the rules. You could have a misdemeanor and have to maybe spend 30 days in jail. And and this particular lady cried, and I cried for her because it's a travesty. She's a person who's been in nursing for 41 years trying to do her job and is now at home asymptomatic her husband is asymptomatic all the people are asymptomatic but afraid to make a move because someone might report you and somewhat you might be in trouble so i just want to pause for a moment and let our audience digest what you just said so here's a woman who's been in a business for 41 years so i'm i'm assuming she's uh, you know more than 41 years old obviously um and you and i had a chance to visit earlier today and you told me that this person isn't necessarily super tech savvy so as she was going through the contract tracing process with, I'm assuming, the State Department of Health, she was threatened with 30 days in jails, correct? Like, tell us more about that experience. Um, the lady that visited, well, what happened actually was her husband, bless his heart, uh, we have a local coffee shop um, convenience store here that the gentlemen in town, they go there every morning and it's wonderful. They visit with each other, they're retired farmers and such, and just great men. And they visit there every morning, and that's where, you know, Hebron's news gets brought up and such. And so he was there, and um, somebody in town supposedly reported him. And within an hour, this lady from the health department um, called my friend and basically said to her, you know, your husband should be at home. You, this is the this is, can be punishable. And she read for her, you know, it seemed like a script about how she could be charged with a misdemeanor and up to 30 days in jail. And it frightened her. Um, you know, and they're just two people trying to mind their own business in the small town of Hebron, North Dakota and get on about life. They're both asymptomatic. Um, and and they, when I visited with them, they told me, you know, had we had a sniffle, had we had an inkling of a sore throat, we would not, you know, there would be none of this. Of course, we would follow it because it is a real thing. The coronavirus is a real thing for sure. But I just think that this going out looking for positive testing is maybe not the right path and i'm sure that people would differ with me but you know my daughter for example she's 17 she's perfectly healthy happy young lady if she wasn't working where she was working and then have a state mandated test she would have never been tested and she would be going doing the things that teenagers do in hebron right now it just breaks my heart to hear that uh, an elderly person was threatened with 30 days in jail for not following the contact tracing protocols. Um, I, I get it, but, you know, let's let's try to work together here. So let's focus on your daughter for a moment. Um, she's been through now several tests. Talk about when she was positive and negative, your thought process on what you did and how many times she's been tested up to this point. Okay, so uh, her first test, it was a state mandated test. Um, and the State Department came out to my understanding to her workplace, which is Marion Manor, um, May 8th, and they did a throat swab and she tested negative. So we went on about our business and um, 
Then on May 19th, they had another state. Well, one lady did test positive that was a resident at that time. And um, Marion Manor followed all the state rules. They did a great job with her. They took good care of her. But it ended up that that gal was asymptomatic and tested twice after that. And she came back to the home. They even did an antibody test on her. And that also came back negative. So that's telling. Um, May 19th, she had her second test, my daughter did, along with all the other employees and residents following the state mandate. And that test was the throat test, which came back positive. And they called her in the middle of the night um, and she was quite alarmed. She came into my husband in my bedroom to say, we ha I have the coronavirus, mom. And so we wow. got up and we dealt with that. Um, and they called us in the morning on the 20th, which would have been 24 hours later and said, we're gonna retest you because we had 12 people. So please come over and we did. And the clinic there did a great job with her. They tested her nasally and they called and said that that test was negative. But I had a feeling that that wasn't going to fly with the state and I was right. I took my daughter to Mid-Dakota Clinic on May 21st, which was a Thursday, and explained it all to the doctor. He was fantastic. He visited with us at great length and actually he said, you know, it's been quite confusing. This has all been thrust upon us and it's totally understandable. I feel very bad for the health uh, field. You know, they're having to deal with this confusion and everything changes every day. And he said to me, you know, it'll be quite interesting to see if she tested positive on Tuesday this week, but yet tests uh, negative on Thursday of the same week. And so he did the test and away we went. And on Saturday, um, I got a phone call from them and they said, your, your daughter's test was negative and she does not have COVID-19. Um, then we heard about the 82 tests today, but we did find out that my daughter was not one of the 82 that were uh, problematic that the state that they were speaking about today in the press conference. So she still does have that positive test, but she was not one of the 82. Um, now, consequently, Marion Manor has tested the positive people again today and are planning to do so again on Thursday in an effort to try to get them back to work. And so, so Jennifer, two more negatives than they can be. Come back I don't to want work. to cut you off. I've got 60 seconds left and she and I had a chance sure. to speak earlier today. So quickly, correct me if I'm wrong, but your daughter, before she goes back to work, as she's gone through this process since early May, is going to end up taking six different COVID tests, correct? That is correct. Wow. Last thing I want you to explain to our audience, if you can, in like 45 seconds, is what has the contact tracing experience been like with the state? If I had it to do again, I would not do it. Um, they called several of her friends who were graduating this last Sunday and advised them not to go to the graduation ceremony, even though my daughter had um, two negative, negative tests. Um, that was very upsetting for those families. They made their own decisions and they can tell their own story about how that turned out. Um, they have called, um, the lady is very nice. I shouldn't, I don't want to badmouth her. She did a great job from Custer Health. She was very gentle and nice in my situation. Um, but I, if I had to do it again, I would not go that route. I would simply call the people after the positive myself, um, which I know is probably not a popular decision, but, um, that's what we would do if we had it to do again. But, but, in, but on the flip side, then if you took that route, they suggest the state department of health suggests you could go to the clink for 30 days and get a $15 fine. And that, that just, anyways, we need to wrap it up there. We'd love to have you back as you continue to go through this process and the story. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate it very, very much for joining us tonight. All right. Stay with us. When we come back, we've got a gentleman who uh, was a West Fargo teacher quit and is now running for school board. Very interesting story. He served our country. Stick around. We've got much more coming up. Please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.